Hello, and welcome to the Story Wagon Podcast, where we talk about life, story, and spiritual health. I am your host, Chaplain Jose Martinez, and you can learn more about this podcast at our website, storywagon.org. You can also show us your support on our Patreon page so that we can continue to host this podcast and create resources that help our communities develop good spiritual health. Welcome. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of Story Wagon for 2020, a new you, a new year. Um, So uh, today I have two guests, uh, a returning guest, Veronica Fala. Uh, she is a chaplain and then she brought in a prayer coach, Adria Falls Patterson. So I just want to say welcome. And, um, so Veronica, why don't you kick us off and tell us, remind everybody who you are, what you do, and then we'll follow up with Adria. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you to Jose for so graciously inviting me back. And it is so, uh, ironic. I think I was the first one last year too. So, you know, what is this? You know, it's, it's a godsend thing, I believe. But I'm supposed to be introducing myself as who I am. I am, first of all, a woman of God who loves to empower other people of God to live their best lives. I am called to serve as a chaplain, and I do that with alacrity. So as well as serving as a chaplain, I call myself a relationship coach. You know, since I wrote this book called Equally Yoked, I try to make sure people understand and I know what it is to be in an a agreed relationship. So I am an author, relationship coach, a business owner, and serving as a chaplain for all who want to live they have their lives in the fullest. Uh, my name is Adria Patterson, and I am a prayer coach. Um, I help people develop their prayer lives um, using specific and strategic um, prayer techniques, develop their own personal prayer plan that helps them develop their uh, relationship with the Lord and um, continue to, to build in their lives so that they can um, operate in abundance and creativity and um, walk out the calling that God has for them. Well, thank you for that. So um, last time that we talked, we were talking about spiritual health and how spiritual health affects relationships. And so again, we're, you know, new year, maybe somebody is in a new relationship. Um, We're going to be coming into February, you know, Valentine's Day, month of love, you know, all that stuff. Um, So as we're talking, uh, do you have Adria, do you have any thoughts on relationships and spiritual health? And <laughs> and and you do like other seminars too, right? So like yeah, let, let's let's talk a little bit more about that. Well, I I have an upcoming seminar. Um, actually, it's a workshop online um, in my Facebook group called uh, Society of Answered Prayer. Um, but I basically with the relationships uh it's about forgiveness it's a four-day forgiveness uh seminar or um workshop and it is free now i know that a lot of relationships sometimes they end badly or if we don't walk into um, what god has called us you know as far as relationship goes if we've put god to the back burner and kind of done 
what we what we wanted to do um sometimes they end badly and sometimes we're a little bit angry or bitter and so we need to learn how to forgive so um that's basically what the forgiveness is it's it's not just about relationships but um well it is about relationships or relationships with anyone but not just um you know intimate relationships but yeah it's to help you know, uh, forgive and move forward, move past, and hopefully maybe get into another relationship that's healthy. So forgiveness, that's a, that's a really interesting topic because, um, forgiveness in my mind is a spiritual practice. Like there's, there's, there's intentionality to, to actually forgive someone. And, you know, there's that old saying, forgive and forget sort of thing, but Mm -hmm. that, that really doesn't happen. Do you guys want to, um, impart more into that? Like, what does it mean? like like the idea of forgiveness the practice of forgiveness well i would say when i think about forgiveness i think forgiveness is healing for oneself so when you actually are holding something within that you cannot sleep eat or go about your daily uh called because i can't think of anything else to say right now so (laughs) i want you to know that forgiveness is for you it's not actually for the other person so it's in it's a discipline of being intentional of looking at the big picture it's not always you know you you don't have to be right in everything but it's okay to be kind it's okay to be kind and it's okay to you know i don't know about forgetting what actually uh, has caused you to be in this state of unforgiveness? Because you don't want to go and just be in that same arena again. You want to be in a uh, awareness of what has happened so you can intentionally not go back on that same road. But I do believe forgiveness is healing for oneself. Absolutely. I believe um, forgiveness is for healing. I also believe that Jesus came, died, and rose again for us to be free. And so when we hold on to unforgiveness and we are not intentional or aware or even willing to forgive, then what does that say about us and our belief in Christ and why he came? We are putting ourselves back into bondage and um, just binding ourselves to uh, uh slavery maybe you know uh, I know that's a touchy type of uh, word but um, we are we become slaves to emotions we become slaves to sin we become slaves to other things that um, the Lord actually sent his son for us to to be free from so when we harbor um, anger and we don't for readily forgive and we don't choose to forgive what happens is it turns into bitterness and it starts to fester and it starts to become illnesses it starts to become a mental illness it becomes physical illness it manifests in all kinds of ways it shows up in um, extra weight unhealthiness it shows up in um, bad attitudes it shows up in our finances it shows up in every aspect of life and we can always trace it back to unforgiveness because it's just a it's almost a plague uh, uh, you know that uh, we want to hold on to so so in the chaplain world, we um, work often with people who are n- non-Christians. Mm-hmm. And so um, 
you know, as a Christian chaplain, I'm understanding what you're saying about mm-hmm. your belief in Christ and forgiveness and things like that. However, I wonder what uh, what do you all think like when you approach people who may share a different belief system or maybe have no religious uh, affinity at all, and you can still see that they ha- they're harboring this this uh, this need to need to forgive. Mm-hmm. You know, they they have that. Um, so, like you know, people with moral injury, uh, mm-hmm. to me. It, forgiveness is like one of the spiritual disciplines that can help a person through moral injury, um, especially when it comes to acts of betrayal. Um, having that that sense of forgiveness for a person and, and leading them through uh, a forgiveness. Um, but if they don't have a, a Christian background, or if they're Buddhist or uh, Muslim, Hindu, atheist, what, what have you, um, how do you help people through those steps of forgiveness? I believe it's pretty much the same formula. You, in the case of being in an area where you don't practice Christianity and say you you practice Buddhism or or that religion, they have components in their religion as well or their practice as well that kind of help them to release and get centered and understand where they have that energy they may call uh, positivity and um, things that can bring them back into wholeness with creator and their practices may have different words mm. or different ways of meditation or different ways of to connect to that root of unforgiveness but the foundation of it is all religions have some connection to god so god is the foundation so is if they don't if you know in christianity we have the triune god god the father god the son god the holy spirit so we have this triune God that calls us to reflect and live a Christ-like life. And, um, you know, the other religions out there, they have a faith foundation that keeps them rooted and grounded. So as a chaplain, my role is to help them to get to what their belief systems are. So they would name their own belief system. And in them naming their belief system, they read their sacred text better than I would read their sacred text. So they would understand what where they need to go to get to an area to release what is causing them to have that anger, bitterness, or unforgiveness in their heart. So just a practice of being there, being a listener, and helping someone under, uh, know that they are uh, validated, that you understand what they're going to, and reiterating what you hear from them so they can understand they've been heard. And then once people know that you're listening, then they're more open to release some things that they've been holding inside. I think that uh, all foundations are rooted in love. So if you can listen with love, if you can respond with love, then people are more apt to share with you and open up and um, be intentional about how they deal with you and wanting to change or wanting to um, release or be free so I think that no matter if they're religious if they're not if they don't believe if they believe or whatever they believe in um, I believe that you know we're at the core we're human we're human people and I think that if we're intentional about loving people and we're intentional about helping people and showing them 
uh, a better way to any way to enhance their lives, um, which I believe forgiveness does. Anytime you can release and be free from something that is holding you or something that is angering you, uh, I believe that um, that is healthy. And so if we can just love the people and show them a better way, I think that people are open to receiving that. That's great. I like the the whole idea of, you know, the basis uh, for forgiveness. You said, Veronica, is, is God, and you said love. And to me, it's like, you know, same, same, same thing. God is love. Yes. You know, uh, so it works for us on both ends. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So you, you two are having a seminar that's coming up in February. Um, can you tell us a little bit what's going to happen? Well, of course, um, we're going to have this um, gathering of people who are um, going to come to our event. It's called Love Matters. So just to uh, connect with the the Love Matters thing, because people oftentimes in the holidays, especially we just got out of a busy season of having holidays and everything, and then you come into February, and then you have this Valentine's thrown in front of you. And a lot of people are not so thrilled about having this particular day, because you look at it, you look at it as a day of being with someone that you are um, romantically involved with. Because a lot of people see couples out for dinner or, you know, doing these different things. And so we decided to come together and bring forth a a platform where people can come out and enjoy one another uh, just as you are. You know, don't worry about if you have that mate or don't have that mate or um, whatever's going on with you. We want to invite you to come out because love unites. We talk about, you know, Colossians 13 and um, it's a Colossians 3 and 14, I believe. I think I said the wrong one. And it talks about the virtues of love and how love unites. And so we want to unite the people of God to come together for an evening of painting. And as they paint, they can sip on mocktails. And as they sip on mocktails, we have some food for them to, to enjoy. And as they have the food to enjoy, we're going to be sharing some tips, some tips on relationships. And not just those relationships of you coupling up with someone, but you need to understand relationships in all areas of your life. May it be your vocation. May it be your family. May it be yourself. Because you, for one, have to understand them, themselves before they can be in an agreement with anyone else. So um, I'm going to uh, let my partner here kind of share uh, some insights on our uh, gathering. And it's going to be filled with some activities that's going to uh, touch your mind, body, and soul. Well, thank you, Veronica. <laughs> As she said, we um, are having a Love Matters Valentine's event. Is will be filled. You'll be able to paint, uh, sip on mocktails. We'll have Zumba event uh, in the beginning where you can not sweat so much, but just free yourself. It'll be worshipful music and, you know, inspirational time. Also, then we will have by Veronica, a prayerful relationship seminar while you're painting. So you'll be able to, get some oh yes we'll be i'll i'll be helping you if you want to pray 
or if you need if there's some release that you need to have or some specific things that we'll be praying about um, with your relationships and it's not just a relationship a romantic relationship it can be relationships with parents or children or co-workers or any type of relationship that you may have we'll be talking about uh, effectual uh, fervent mm. prayers mm. for <laughs> for, <righteous> <laughs> <much>. yes. for, <laughs> for your relationships as well as being intentional and being present in your relationships. It'll be located in Independence. So those of you that are in the Kansas City area, um, it's not too far. So you'll be out. You'll be able to come out and join us. All right. Well, that's, that's great. And it's going to be pretty much an all-day event or... Just an evening. An evening? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so what what time would that be? It starts at 6. Starts at 6? Okay. It's, it's going to be on Eventbrite. Oh, so. Eventbrite. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll put a link on our on our uh, website to, to connect people with that. And so when we're talking about love, you know, there's different – you were talking about different types of love, the, the intimate partner love, the family love, the love of what you do, and also – love of yourself. And so, um, what are some of the things that you distinguish between different types of love? Like what is your definition of love, I guess. And then what types of love is there for you? And then, um, and how does that affect a person? You know, I know there's a lot of questions in that. (laughs) It's all loaded up. Well, you know, they do have a philos, Uh they have their agape, the eros, um, I can't name all of them, but there's three of them for you. Mm-hmm. And um, the love that we, we want to have that brotherly love. Right. And hopefully we can move into arena where we can have that love that God has for all, that agape. Right. Um, basically, um, the love that binds us together and gives us that strength of support. So we want to be able to uh, meet people where they are and treat people like we want to be, we want to be treated. Love covers, and we reread those different sacred scriptures, we understand how love covers us. Mm-hmm. So in, in when we have done something or we have lived out some things and we know that we probably wasn't as worthy as we should be, mm-hmm. God love still covers us. Yeah. And we want people to know that, you know, as you live this life, this journey, some days may be rocky, and you're going to have some highs and lows, but know that you are loved. You are cared for. And if we can share that agape love and help people understand that what they are going through, it matters. And how we can be an instrument or a tool to help them to get to a higher level of living their life to its fullest. That is what I believe that we are designed to do. If we can help build someone up and do what they're gifted to do, it's going to make the world a little bit better. So, um you know, the propaganda out there trying to get our minds off what's actually, you know, happening and put our minds on other things out here in the, in the world system. So I talk about, um, understanding when you talk about love, you got to understand a level of trust. And so in me going to this area of trust, cause uh, when I write about this in equally yoked, I talk about the, the trusting the system of the world or trusting the system of God. And so when you understand the the system of God, you will understand the love that God has for you. And when you understand the love God has for you, you'll be willing to share that with others. 
I agree with that. Honestly, I just believe that if we uh, love, if we understand how God loves us, uh, no matter, even those that don't believe, God still loves them. And as people and as filters of that love um, on earth, if we just remember that God loves everyone and we show that love by how we interact with people, how we show up for them, how we treat them, how we talk to them in our speech, in our deeds, in everything that we do, then people do not feel like they're not loved. If you can understand that someone loves you, it may not have, it may not be everyone, but if you can have the trust and the belief that someone loves you and there's someone out there that has your best interest there's someone that's looking that is fighting for you there's some whether it's through prayer whether it's um physically fighting whatever it is battling for you um then i i feel like people can be whole people can you know move on they might not need that little bit i think people give up because they really don't understand that they're loved i think that's really the basis for people just giving up or quitting on anything they don't they don't feel worthy they don't feel that they're loved they don't feel that um they matter right well with that thought i also think about um people in abusive relationships Mm, Absolutely. you know um you know on the outside it it might look to that per you know from a person why are they staying with their abuser and people might explain well it's because they have unconditional love but i think it's the opposite is that they don't have the love for themselves Mm -hmm. and that, Mm -hmm. you know, they're trying to fill this void Mm -hmm. by being in that relationship because they feel unworthy of being loved. Uh, You know, it's kind of like this weird thing. I mean, what are you, what are some of your thoughts about that kind of thing? Well, I actually can speak to that from experience. So uh, I was in an abusive relationship. I was in an abusive marriage and it was, it was just because um, I don't know why. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna be honest uh it shouldn't have been it was just looking for the wrong things I wasn't secure in myself uh I can honestly say that I was not secure in myself I didn't love myself I didn't really think too much about it it was just okay well um this is what it is and I'm I'm here then I got to the point where it was abusive before marriage then I ended up getting married Um, And I stayed there because of things. I know that may sound bad, but I mean, everybody has different reasons, but I didn't want to give up my house. I didn't didn't want to leave my house. I didn't want to leave my house. I didn't want, but then I, I have children. So I started thinking, okay, well, they became, I had to love them. And I ended up, I love them more than I love me or more than I love the situation, more than I love the house, more than I, I loved everything. So I think that you have to find what you love more than anything to make you shift. And sometimes that's God. It should be, or, you know, sometimes that's God for people. Um, when they find people say, well, I found God or God was always there, but when we notice God, then I think that when we understand, when we begin to love God and, um, love the, be grateful for what he does for us, 
or um, what the what the universe does for us or you know when we become grateful and understand that then we can start shifting to something new and something different I don't I I don't I can't speak to everyone about staying in an abusive relationship I really think that it is like a I have no hope like I don't have anybody else it's not that nobody loves me it's not that you don't have family it's just I can't see myself out of the situation and sometimes I feel like you there are blinders that we have because we get in like uh, we were just talking about the the unforgiveness factor sometimes that becomes a blinder sometimes that becomes a scale on our eyes uh, and we're looking through faulty lenses um, we're looking through what I what I like to say is dirty filters. We're operating through dirty filters. So even no matter how much clean water you pour in a dirty filter, if it's dirt in it, the water's still going to come out dirty. The filter has to be clean. That's why, you know, like furnaces, different things, you have to change the filter because if it's dirty, it doesn't matter. So what our experiences, our unforgiveness, our, you know, childhood experiences or trauma experiences, those are all dirty filters. And so when we, when we become comfortable with a dirty filter and everything is coming through that, we can't really see clearly or we can't understand the love, even if it's pure love that's being given. Totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> I do. What I I can just speak about what I witness when I uh, interact with different um, people, be it women or men. Uh, a lot of people I see that they have low self-esteem. And so since they have low self-esteem, they don't really understand the value that they have within. So it's a lot of times when you are able to love them with a listening ear, it kind of helps them understand that they are validated. And when they feel validated and you make sure you provide that um, class center approach, letting them know, you know, you hear what they're actually experiencing. Sometimes they start repeating things to themselves and understand where they at. It's not a healthy place. And so when they are, uh, when they learn, when they're not in a healthy place, then they start taking baby steps to get themselves in a better place. Mm. So, yeah. And I think self-care is like, one of the mm-hmm. first steps in that. Exactly. And this is basically all what love matters, what we're going to be presenting on February 13th at uh, 6 o'clock. It's all about self-care. Mm. It's all about self-care. We want to make sure people can come and enjoy an evening of pampering themselves, uh, having a uh, mind to um, receive what God has intended for them to receive for is getting those tips they need to live their lives and to do things with their body, move their bodies, do some Zumba inspirational movement and to um, be prayerful in every area of their life. It say without, it say with uh, prayer and supplications, make your requests known. Mm-hmm. So if they don't know how to go forth and pray, we have an excellent prayer coach that can kind of tutor them and help them understand these scriptures on prayer and get in that position and um, setting up their petitions mm-hmm. and, and asking God for what it is they need to live their lives in a freedom of uh, bondage. Yeah. So. 
So sometimes then um, I'm wondering, like, if, again, if a person comes and they don't have that sort of uh, that religious background, but they, let's say they meditate. Exactly. Is meditation. Meditation is, me- is I think meditation is, is part of all um, religion. This is like some religions do it more often than others. Um, Cause you know, the, uh, in the Buddhist religion, th- that's their practice. Their whole practice is that Zenness, that place of centering and being in that area Christian meditation is especially a lot in the Psalms. You read the book of uh, the divisions of Psalms, it's listed in there about meditation. And so um, not only is meditation helping us to get into that arena of understanding the voice of God, it helps us to identify where God is leading us. Meditation is necessary. Quiet time. (laughs) by yourself with God or with yourself or with the universe or with whomever but it is necessary to um, focus get your mind centered get your spirit centered on what uh, you're trying to accomplish yeah and I think uh, that word love would be a good centering like a focus word yeah yeah yeah, so yeah I, I do I do believe in um encouraging people to even if you're not really good at that quietness start off with baby steps start off with five to seven minutes a day and you know think of a sacred word or symbol or anything that can cause you to be oneness Mm -hmm. that cause you to want to be in a place of hearing the voice of God Mm. and just even if you can just if you can be quiet that's good but if you can't put some nature sounds on like Mm. the water or the birds chirping or something in the background that can I help you identify that spirit that's within Well, thank you so much. I mean, it, uh, time goes by quick when we're doing this kind of things. We're at the end of our time. Um, so I just want to say thank you to Veronica and Adria. Thank you very much for being here. And then, um, you know, if you're out there listening um, and you haven't heard these words, I love you. Just know that you are loved in this world. And with that, we'll call that a wrap for our first episode in the new year. I want to thank Sam Billen for providing us the music. And also want to continue to thank our guest for coming on the show and giving us great insight. And most of all, I want to thank you, the listener. If it wasn't for you, we would not be doing this show. So please continue to show us our support on our website or on our Patreon page. Just type in Story Wagon. And on that note, this is Chaplain Jose Martinez wishing you good spiritual health.